Hey, it's Matthew J. Thanks for checking out the show. Do you like spooky, wicked conspiracy history and stories? Do you like hearing stories that just make you question, is that true? Then sit down, turn up the volume. All information used in this podcast is protected by fair use. Hey, this is episode seven, Bigfoot in North Carolina. Thank you for checking out the show. First, I would like to thank Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast for airing this podcast. If you use any of these apps to listen and follow podcasts, this show is on them now, and you can follow and rate the show. It helps more people find the show. We need more listeners to get more stories. The accounts I will be telling you today take place in two parts of Western North Carolina. Have you ever seen a gorilla on a nature show or at the zoo? then you have noticed that most of the time this animal walks on all fours, hands and feet. It very rarely walks on its two legs, and if the animal does, it is climbing up a large tree stump or grabbing a swing toy at the zoo enclosure. This is one of my favorite zoo enclosures at the North Carolina Zoo. The gorillas are so large. It amazes me that this mammal is not the king of the jungle. It is built like a football linebacker with ripped muscles and the strength to break a tree trunk in half. What if I told you that people in Western North Carolina have reported seeing animals bigger than a gorilla roaming the Piedmont and mountain landscapes? Creatures that in two different North Carolina locations act very differently with their interactions with humans. The beasts are not gorillas or bears because they have been seen walking like a human. Let me introduce myself. My name is Matthew J. I'm your host and storyteller. I love talking to people and listening about their stories about anything they find interesting. I graduated from the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill in 1999 with a history degree. I enjoy telling stories and doing the research to get deeper into these accounts. So this podcast is about history, kooky tales, cryptozoology, ghost stories, and all the conspiracy theories that keep me asking, is that true? This is the seventh episode, and please reach out to me via the email address if you'd like to share a story about your own Bigfoot experience. The email address is s.w.chistorypodcast at gmail.com. So what is a Bigfoot? A Sasquatch? A Yeti? Boogers? The Grassman? Skunk Ape? Or another name it goes by down under as the Yowie? It is described as a creature of folklore that is to inhabit the forests and swamps of North America. People have been describing it as a hairy wild man that's over seven to eight feet tall and walks bipedal through harsh terrains with ease. Bigfoots are described to be covered in black, dark brown, dark red, gray, and even white hair. The detailed chance meetings range from the creatures being shy, curious, aggressive, and sometimes violent. Witnesses report hearing strange sounds like monkeys talking or smell the pungent odors of rotten eggs, raw sewage, or that of a skunk. Could you imagine hiking in a state park, a national park, or an area outside the city limits that is heavily wooded, and all of a sudden walking up on an animal that you've never seen before, picking berries, eating a dead deer, or worse, staring back at you with a gaze of, oh, now they see me. If I did, I would be scared, like I tell my family. First, you mess your pants. Then, you take out your phone. You hold your breath, and you snap the sharpest picture you can. Man, that's so what I would do. Let us start there and pull information from the Google machine and learn a little history. Stay with me. This is just to give you the backdrop. 
The oldest recorded story of a Bigfoot is the petroglyphs found on the painted rock at the Tool River Indian Reservation in California. This rock is estimated to be 500 to 1,000 years old. The first time the name Bigfoot was used was in a series of newspaper articles from the Humboldt Times in Eureka, California, dated in 1958. Those newspaper articles detailed that a gentleman by the name of Jerry Crew, a bulldozer driver for a logging company in Humboldt County, California, discovered a set of large human-like footprints that sunk deep in within the mud of the Six Rivers National Forest. The October 6, 1958 front page of the Humboldt Times shows a picture of one of the logging company's employees holding a plaster cast of the huge footprint. The first video of an alleged Bigfoot is the Patterson-Gimlin film that was recorded on October 20, 1967. The 59-second long video that was taken in the Bluff Creek area of Northern California shows a large bipedal hairy female creature walking on a riverbank. Over time, the creature has been given the name Patty. One-third of Bigfoot sightings are located in the wooded areas of the Pacific Northwest, the state of Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and British Columbia in Canada. Sightings have been seen in the swamps of Florida, the Ozarks of Arkansas, the Appalachia Mountains that stretch from Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, Vermont, and into Maine. The Bigfoot Field Research Organization, also known as BFRO, was founded in 1995 by Matt Moneymaker. He was made famous by the TV show Finding Bigfoot. That was some good information to help us get going on this audible exploration. Per the many websites, books, TV shows, and even Bigfoot conferences all over the United States, there are two North Carolina stories that get me all worked up and excited about Bigfoot being seen in North Carolina. Let us get right into those stories. The first Bigfoot encounter takes place in the community of Kazar, Cleveland County, North Carolina. The closest city is Shelby, North Carolina. The creature was reported to be 10 feet tall and both hands had six fingers. It was covered with, quote, beautiful yellow hair and a yellow beard. It smelled awful. It was first seen near the summit known as Carpenter Knob. The locals have given the creature the name Knobby. The last person to report seeing Knobby was a man by the name of Tim Peeler. He stated that he was out near his house in 2010 calling coyotes when he saw the creature step out from the tree line. Knobby began to approach his dogs that were chained up in the backyard. Per Mr. Peeler, he stated, quote, I had to rough talk him and I told that creature to get away from here, end quote. He then reported that the creature was not leaving, so he grabbed a large stick and poked the beast and yelled, quote, get, get. This caused the animal to walk back into the tree line and disappear. Holy cow. He poked a Bigfoot with what they call the get, get stick, and it left. Wow, that is such a great detail. Here's the best part. The get, get stick was once being shown as a piece of Kazar history at the local White's General Store in Cleveland County. You can view the stick and even purchase a knobby t-shirt. Is that not a curious encounter that ended with the Bigfoot leaving by just being poked by a stick, not a gun, or a pack of pitched forks residents? Well, the next story is a little more disturbing. The second story about Bigfoot in North Carolina was one that I heard first from the show Mountain Monsters. This is a reality show that fell off the rails after season two. However, the Bigfoot they mentioned is located in Ash County, North Carolina. They call the Bigfoot the Cherokee Devil. 
Ashe County, North Carolina is located the northern western corner right near the Virginia border. The biggest town is West Jefferson, North Carolina. I have been to West Jefferson and it is a small community with a great main street with restaurants, bars, and small shops. It is very rural. The population is very small, 26,000 people for the entire county that is an area of 429 miles. The landscape is mountain terrain with North Carolina pine and thick forests. Per the story, the Cherokee Devil is a very large Bigfoot, over 9 feet tall, with gray and light brown hair. It has huge red eyes. Now what is amazing about this Bigfoot is that it only appears to witnesses when they are by themselves in the forest. It seems to first scare the witnesses, and then it begins to talk to them with mind-speak. What is mind-speak? It is described as hearing a voice from inside your head that is not your voice, and it directs or informs you of things that are going on. What? A Bigfoot is talking to people with mind-speak? Holy cow! Now, it gets wicked. Per one witness named Liz, a furniture maker in West Jefferson, the Cherokee Devil approached her during a hiking trip. It gave her instructions to walk away. Five hours later, she ended up along a major highway and does not have any memories on how she got there and where she had been after seeing the Bigfoot. Five hours? Are you kidding me? Walking with no memory for five hours? What I have also heard is that there has been about 12 sightings of this Cherokee devil in Ash County, North Carolina. Most of these witnesses describe the mind control in brain fog. Eight of these witnesses have gone missing, never to be seen again. They either disappear days, weeks, or months after their encounter with the Cherokee Devil. Wow, that is one scary Bigfoot. I would hate to run into that thing. So what do you think? What is going on in Western North Carolina? Do you think there are friendly, shy Bigfoots to just look for food or a scary, mind-controlling Bigfoot that are making people do things out of their control? I have no idea, but these people saw something that changed their lives forever. Some witnesses have even vanished from Ash County, North Carolina, never to be seen or heard from again. That is what freaks me out. Even though that freaks me out, I love these stories. I wanted to share them with you. If you want to hear more stories about North Carolina Bigfoots, then you need to attend the third annual North Carolina Bigfoot Festival in Marion, North Carolina. It is going to be held on May 27th and 28th of 2022. The entire downtown area of Marion will be full of Bigfoot-themed events. I am planning on attending and hoping to have an updated podcast about my experience at the festival. Hey, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Please like my podcast. Share with your friends on your choice of social media platform. Please email me anything about the podcast. Email suggested stories or some of your stories that I can read on the podcast. Please email me again at s.w.chistorypodcast at gmail.com. Once again, this podcast can be followed on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. I would like to give a big shout out to my listeners, Alicia from Durham, Elena from Durham, and Stephanie from Columbia, South Carolina. Thank you for your support and liking the show. Again, thank you and keep listening for our next show, which will be about a haunted office building. Good day.